Hey everyone, welcome back to Glow Says. Today we talk about pie. How to get the perfect pie crust. Everyone's got their tips and tricks, but it boils down to a perfect combination of fat, flour, liquid, and salt. Sometimes sugar. And if you get it just right, you'll have a perfectly developed crumbly dough barely holding itself together. But when it's baked, it's the perfect package for your favorite filling. And when it's baking, your home smells wonderful and you are left with all sorts of great memories of eating together around the kitchen table, fighting for the last piece, maybe adding in some ice cream. That's the fairy tale anyways. But making pie, morning after morning, day after day, night after night, sleeping on coolers, fighting to rent a big enough space and doing it all while raising children on your own so they can eat, out of necessity, doing whatever she needed to do over and over again, whether she felt like it or not in order to provide food for her kids, that's real work, hard work. That kind of work smells of grit and tenacity. There were all kinds of memories rolled into that dough, both warm ones and cold ones. But what grew from those humble beginnings is something I can hear and of course see that Brad is so proud of. They've just opened their second location in Tofino. What an amazing family legacy that Brad and his family still work so hard to continue. And boy, am I glad they do. Welcome back, everyone, to this podcast, Glow Says. And today, I'm so happy to speak with Brad Hall. He is the owner-operator of Savory Island Pie Company, which I will tell you right now is the best pie company ever. We cannot get enough of it. We wish we lived closer. We always buy two pies at once. It's a fantastic place. And I'm so happy that you are talking to us today. So thank you. Brad and I have had a chance to talk a little bit. So I've gotten to know a bit about him, but none of the listeners have. So let me start with that. The first thing I noticed about Brad is I looked up his LinkedIn profile and it says that he has a degree in math and that he owns a hardscaping company. So I was like, wow, he's a mathematician and he gardens or does hardscape contracting and he makes pie. So really he's covered all the useful skills for success in life. (laughs) So (laughs) that's amazing. But I assumed you made pies. I wasn't sure because I know it was a company that your mom started. So can you bake pie? Gloria, I can bake pies. I have baked pies. I was there in the beginning with my mom running the business, working in the business, doing everything. I can definitely make and bake pies. Okay. I'm assuming it was like summer jobs and stuff. But before we get into that. Part of my uh, wooing my wife 25 years ago was with the lemon buttermilk pie that I I baked for her in Quebec, her and her family in Quebec. So yes. That's so awesome. That is actually our family favorite. That's So every time I said we buy two pies, one is lemon buttermilk. What's the second one, do you think? Could you guess? Um, I can guess, Gloria. And if you, after all these years, I'm pretty good at this game. And I didn't know that one of them was lemon buttermilk pie. If I use my math degree and my pragmatic side, I would say apple. But I, if I use my feminine intuitive, I would say strawberry rhubarb. Mm, so which one is oh, it? I've got one. I've got one other. I would say blueberry. Anyway, I'm going to go back to strawberry rhubarb and apple. And Gloria, I'm going to say strawberry rhubarb. Oh, that's, you know what? That's a good one. Strawberry rhubarb, we have tried and we do like, but it's actually apple. (laughs) My my pragmatic wins, yes. Yes, your pragmatic side wins in our family anyways. 
So lemon buttermilk and apple, and sometimes I'll even call ahead to make sure that they have the whole of the lemon buttermilk. Because if they don't, then I have to stop by at your place again on the way home or go back later. And we do it anyway. <laughs> so <it's, Yeah. laughs> we do it anyway. Yeah. So we love your pies. So why don't we start with you? Tell me about yourself, Brad. How did you get into the pie business? Well, my mom entirely, I owe Saver Island Pie Company is my mom. She started this business with the help of a lot of people along the way, including my sisters, myself, when we were all younger. I worked in the business going through high school. And I remember back then making about seven, eight bucks an hour dealing with customers. I always loved the service industry. I really enjoy serving people. I loved it when it was it's slow at the restaurant and a customer comes in and I get the opportunity to let them sit down and they order a black currant scone. I say, um, have a seat and I, I get to cut it in half, toast it for them. Butter, Devonshire cream, which my mom used to get. We don't get have it any longer. I want to bring it back as mm. to our offering because I really like it. And jam. Yes, please. Yes, I just, please. I just love serving people, making people happy with food and conversation and atmosphere, all those things. At the same time that I was working with and for my mom and making seven, eight bucks an hour, mm -hmm. I was also swinging a hammer, building homes in the late 80s on Bowen Island, making $16 an hour. And one day I looked at, the, at this piece of two by four that I was cutting and I had a little conversation with it and it didn't talk back to me and it didn't give me any problems. And I thought to myself, I can deal with this two by four for $16 an hour, mm. or I can deal with public all day long for eight bucks an hour. Gloria, it's really quite exhausting dealing with public all day long. <laughs> um, it really takes it out of you. I found that the carpentry didn't take anything out of me. It just filled me with energy. And to this day, I do both. I've got my hardscape contracting business and my staff. I see them dealing with rhododendrons and Monday to Friday, nine to five. And then I go to restaurants and I see the poor staff working at night and they've got burn marks all over their arms. And I, oh. I really believe that we undervalue the restaurant industry in our mm -hmm. society, teachers, nurses, cooks, servers, I think they're undervalued. But getting back to your question, I went off, I got my degree at UBC. I had a the first good teacher of my life at Cap College, Bob Werner. Anyway, he introduced me to the passion for math, finished my degree at UBC, went off in the world and, and started my landscaping company when my when my daughter was born. There was there's okay. been a necessity piece. When my, my first daughter was born 24 years ago now, looked at myself and said, geez, what are you going to do? I said, well, you build gardens. And I carried on with it with really strong encouragement from my mom. Yeah, you can do anything you want. And I was always around the bakery. I always have been. Yeah. About seven or eight years ago, the bakery was flooded and I had to jump in and help out a lot during those trying times. And then my mom's health was deteriorating. I could really notice it. I had to jump in and help out or there may not be a Savory Island Pie Company anymore because it was really my mom, right? She was okay. Really How did she get started in the pie business? Is that something that she oh, always made well or? Gloria, this conversation that we had, you mentioned out of necessity, and I don't know if you've read any biographies or any articles about my mom, but that's her main catchphrase. Mm. People have this idea of my mom and Savory Island Pie Company, but we grew up dirt poor and moving around often moving from North Vancouver, Bowen Island. We actually lived in what is now the museum in Snug Cove on Bowen Island. It was government housing back then. 
it was definitely born out of necessity. She says it all the time. She had an opportunity back in the, the early 80s on Bowen Island. There was a little bakery. They made Bowen bread, which is the Irish soda bread. She started working there and she was definitely um, an entrepreneur herself. Started selling cinnamon buns up Cypress Mountain. I remember we had no money, but I had a ski pass for Cypress. Okay. I had a, a, yeah, she got me a, an annual, I got a season's pass and a beautiful right. Gore-Tex jacket through her hustling cinnamon buns. Wow, so, that's amazing. So she started out in bread then, really. It was bread and then cinnamon buns. Yeah, and pies, I guess. Mm-hmm. As a young boy in the 70s and the early 80s, it was tofu and fried onions. She was a hippie and we were eating tofu and fried onions and there was no baking in the house, none whatsoever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Brad and I had a chance to talk before. We we really have a lot of similarities, actually. I joke that my mother was a hippie in an Asian woman's body <laughs> because we didn't eat rice. We ate things like tofu, bulgur. I mean, no one had heard of bul- what's bulgur. No, no one had heard of that before. We ate all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah. we didn't eat white rice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think we should have eaten white rice? I do. I do. <laughs> anyway, but yes, no baking at our house. Although my mom did used to make pound cake that she learned to make in England. That was really good. Getting back to you. This is about you. What a great story. Okay. So your mom started hustling. When did she decide to go off ever... on her own? She was always working on her own. And I was, I was. Okay. I... Oh, I see. It's kind of interesting. It's not so much that she was very good at baking. Okay. She was very hardworking, very tenacious, believed in really good quality, quality ingredients. But she it was from day one, I don't remember her having a job as a baker, but she would kind of supply. Maybe she worked for a couple of weeks for the Bowen Bakery and got that soda bread recipe, the Bowen bread. In the 80s, we worked um, in Dunderave under Capers. The bakery was in that building where Capers originated. And oh, okay. um, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, funny stories from the whole journey is we would supply Capers with baked goods and breads, but we were Savory Island Pie Company back then. And then of course, Russell, the owner of Capers at the time, it seemed to be a reoccurring story, kicked us out. And I remember, so he wanted the space. We, my, my, mom, my mom's boyfriend at the time designed a beautiful bakery space. It was stunning. As soon as we built it out, it kicked us out. And so my oh. mom made it go on strike. And I remember I stood on the ledge and they, all their bakers were in our space and they were passing the muffins out the window because my mom barricaded the door. Oh, and I had, wow. she had me standing on the ledge and I had to barricade the window so they couldn't pass the baked goods out the window. That's amazing. Yeah. So your mom decided just to set up shop down the street then because it's not so far away, is it? She was in many locations in West Van Black. Oh, okay. Black Cat for a while. That was an amazing location. She was wholesaling to Cyprus and Stongs out of Black Cat, which is on Marine Drive. And back then she used to sleep on top of the walk-in coolers there. I'd bring her food at night and all that stuff. Your mom is tenacious. She's amazing, actually. Being an entrepreneur, I remember she, she had these wholesale accounts with Cyprus and Stongs. People started knocking on the door because she had a little oven there. And, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll never forget, we didn't know how to take money. And so we cleaned a five gallon pail that was full of honey. We, you know, we, em- we emptied it out, cleaned it out. Yep. And that five gallon pail was our till. And so the customers would grab a muffin, make some change for themselves or however we did it. Mm-hmm. And I always remember at the end of the day, it was all my mom's money. She probably, wow. made the most, that was probably the most profitable time for my mom being, yeah. a, being an yeah. entrepreneur at the very That's beginning. Right. 
very little I, overhead. Very, <laughs> <laughs> right. And ever since then, it's been a it's been a real challenge. I always think small business, and then you get to medium sized business, and now yeah. we have you know, thirty five employees, and our payroll is a million dollars a year, and our rent's wow. fifteen thousand dollars a month, and blah blah wow. blah blah blah. She was very, very tenacious, very hardworking. She definitely liked serving the community as well. Um, wow, amazing. Being part of the community. And she had a very good palate. She had amazing taste buds. She always knew what tastes good. And Okay. Yeah. That was back in a time where it was all original, wasn't it? There was no internet, no recipes to look up. The recipes are all like from aunts and grandmas. Yeah, definitely not, none of that stuff. And we're still using the same recipes today. And I keep on trying to introduce new recipes. And I get so much, <laughs> such a hard time. Everybody say, you can't change a thing. You can't change a thing. But those recipes, yeah, it's, it's a lot easier yeah. now with the internet to find amazing recipes and um, yes. all that yes. stuff. Yeah. Yes. No, but she already had them. So I remember probably among the first times I went to Savory Island Pie, there used to be this big table in the middle. Like, you know, when you came in, there was a big table and that's where you could see people making pies right there. And they would just have, yeah, piles of apples. Can I ask, how many apples do you put in that pie? I swear a dozen at least. (laughs) The pies are about two and a half, three pounds. And it's mainly apples. I think about two pounds of apples. We're always sourcing biodynamic, organic, the tastiest, juiciest apples. And then we peel them by hand and slice them by hand. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah, Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work that goes into those pies. But gosh, they're worth it. They are so good. (laughs) Thank you. How about the apples? Do you guys have a particular, I mean, I don't know, is this a trade secret? Do people, are there certain baking apples that people will, you know, because we have so many apples in BC, right? We're really like an apple growing region. Bakers will often tell you it's like Granny Smith or this or that. What we've always done is, is since I've taken over, I've it's not particularly the type of apple. It's mm-hmm. what's in season, what's available, because we're making fresh apple pie all year round. Yeah, that's right. The local in season. So typically we've been using a lot of Fuji and because we found a, an amazing local biodynamic grower of Fuji apples. It might seem odd odd to use them, but his Fujis, I mean, they're crisp. They need to be crisp yeah. and they need to have a ton of flavor and a lot of juice. And at his Fujis actually, bio, the way he grows them, they're, they're 40 times the amount of nutrients in his Fujis than other oh. apples on the market. So all that wow. stuff comes into okay. it. And we can't always get his Fujis. They're, you know, it's when they're in season. Okay. Sometimes we use Gala. So we don't have a specific apple that we use. There's no trade secret. Lots of apples work. They definitely have to be crisp and yeah. they definitely have to be um, good quality apples. I'm not surprised that you say that because if I were to say something about your apple pie, I would say it was very apple forward. <laughs> like it yeah. just tastes like an apple, like a fresh, crisp BC apple that's baked in a pie. And it's not mushy. It wasn't like overcooked. It wasn't cooked for, you know, it was nothing like that. It just sort of wrapped in a pie. It's really perfect. It's so good. That's nice, Gloria, because apple's a funny flavor. People often say apple doesn't have a flavor. Like a lot of the apple oh. flavor out there is chemicals, right? People right, have always right. tried to reach like apple candy. It's kind of like, what does that taste like? Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you mean. <laughs> we peel and slice in real time. So we peel and slice and then we mix and then we bake and then yeah. we sell yeah. our cake. 
And then we do it 365 days a year. It's amazing. Well, and I noticed now that have you taken over the space next to you? That it was the butcher shop before to the store bridge. your pies <laughs> because oh. you just sell so many of them. We took that over. The woman that owned the British butcher approached me and she really wanted out all the problems with flooding in that building. Mm. I kind of recognized we were losing, I, I kind of recognized that we were losing the warehouse space behind us. It had new owners and I kind of anticipated that we were going to lose our warehouse space. It actually takes a lot of space to cre- do what we do in that little tiny space there. I took it over and then sure enough, we did get kicked out of the warehouse space behind us during COVID. It was really useful because it, it, it allowed us to provide social distancing for our staff. I've also been working really, really, really hard on homemade ice cream, Gloria. And I yes, think- I noticed that. Yeah. What's the ice cream about? Did people always ask for it with the pies or you just wanted to try a new product? Is it? Gloria, when I, I, as I'm opening into Fino and I've been on this for two and a half years now, I did a lot of research and development into Fino at Wolf in the Fog, all the local restaurants, the pizzerias, I felt that I had to step up my game. It's really good food out here in Tofino. The food culture is right up there. I always thought we had the best pie in town, but we never had the best ice cream. So I thought it was kind of low-hanging fruit. We should really be making our own ice cream. Let's step up our game. So I invested a ton of money in ice cream equipment, and it's been a a real journey. And it's been one year since I launched my ice cream because it was pie day when we launched our first ice cream attempt. Of course, that's exactly when COVID hit. I say I've been handicapped because my wife won't let me put any ingredients in my ice cream except for the four basic ingredients. So I'm not allowed to use guire gum, xanthan gum. I can go on and on about ice cream, what's out there on the market. But right. our ice cream has only four ingredients. Wow. Are- okay. Wow. Amazing. So it's whole ingredients. Okay. And it's which is really- honestly right along the lines with your pie, right? It's just all natural. It's cream, egg yolks, organic cane sugar, and skim milk powder. Those are our four ingredients. And all our flavors mm-hmm. are all made in house, fresh every day too. We, we make oh all goodness. our flavors, our chocolate, everything. Wow. And our vanilla is... Our vanilla beans, that's all we use. We just scrape the seeds out of the vanilla beans we import from Madagascar and wow. ice cream. After a year, we've got a really, and we've been working on cones, our own waffle cones. And we're really, we're really excited to maybe open up our next door at Save Round Pie Company with our, with our uh, ice, ice cream. cream. When our restaurant does open up again, yes, and people sit down with a warm slice of apple pie, we can pair it with our homemade vanilla ice cream. You're going to need more space for people to sit because if you are offering pie and ice cream, like a pie shop and ice cream shop, I mean, you're like the you know place in town to go to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I've actually been working with the municipality and the mayor of West Vancouver and we had the mm. beat on the restaurant. Hopefully there's going to be more and more of that in Ambleside. Now you touched a bit on your second location. So for anyone who's listening from BC, he's opening a second location in Tofino. So are you opening ice cream and pie there as well? One of my favorite go-to words is dynamic, um, Mm. which has worked very well for me during COVID. And I've had this space for two and a half years, and we believe we're opening very, 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 very soon. Okay. Week or so, but we'll have it posted on Instagram when we finally do open. But we've got a, we're down on the water with a big outdoor patio. It'll be Savory Island number two. The offering will be very, very similar. Pie, homemade ice cream for sure. Our breads, our muffins, our scones. With COVID, it's sort of, are we going to have indoor dining? 
probably a little bit that, that this this place is very conducive. We we have a little bit of space here, more space in West Van. The problem with West Van and COVID, if mm. anybody knows mm. our location in West Van, West Vancouver, it's like the sardine. Everyone's mm. like sardines in there. And during mm. COVID, it was very problematic. And we had to close mm. our doors because of that. Since you kind of stepped back into the business a few years ago in a way, right? So that your mom could retire. Is she retired? She's definitely retired. Yes. How have your landscaping skills been brought in? Do you, was, was it handy to sort of have run your own business already before you stepped into your mom's? Yeah. Going back to my math degree, a math degree is actually, you actually aren't a calculator. You use calculators, but having a math degree is um, problem solving. I've had a lot of problems being an entrepreneur in my life and I've been able Mm. to solve them. And I think having a math degree really helped during COVID. I've got 35 employees. They're my liability. During COVID, it was so fast. Things were changing every single day. Mm. Definitely by the week, we were getting different announcements from the government, from Mm -hmm. the health department. I found it really an amazing time. It was no longer, you couldn't go to Google to, to solve your problem. You had to have it in you. You know, I'm 50 years old now. I just turned 50. I've got a bit of experience. Uh, hopefully, Congratulations. A bit of, <laughs> thank you. Hopefully, <laughs> a little bit of wisdom. It was refreshing that, you know, you couldn't turn to Google. I liked mm-hmm. it. Yeah, on your feet. And the people that survived had, had to, you know, you, let's not rely on the computer too much. Because right. uh, during COVID, it, you, you, there were no answers on the computer. You had to have it within you. and Well, common oh. sense, right? It's a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. And problem solving. Problem solving. Abilities. Yeah. So, okay, great. Well, I'm glad you guys were able to weather that because it definitely wasn't easy, I think, for a lot of businesses around here. Although for some businesses, the takeout factor alone seemed to help too. Yeah, you, we were I, very, very, very fortunate. Yeah, I, you guys were busy for sure. I see so many silver linings. I was very fortunate when COVID first happened and I switched back on my delivery service and charge, didn't charge any fees for delivery. And I was busy and I saw everything for those first three weeks was me and my pie van were all alone on the road in Vancouver. It was really fascinating. Right. Wow. Okay. But people were still calling you for pie. They probably wanted more pie <laughs> during that well, it was time. The delivery at that time I was delivering. And I, anyway, I just to say, I've seen a lot during COVID, a lot of silver linings, a lot of mm. happiness and gratefulness. I'm very fortunate, for mm. example, that we were able to stay open because of our physical situation. I could mm-hmm. open my, my windows there. I did have my web page set up already. I mm. did have my delivery systems and procedures in place, which I switched back on. I realized that if I was in the middle of a mall, I wouldn't have the same experience at all. Mm-hmm. So very fortunate and very mm-hmm. grateful. It looks like it's going to be a bit more behind us now, but it'll be something for the books, right? The experience of weathering what happened. My mom always, she taught me a lot of things growing up, but a few things that stand out is like, she would always tell me, you don't judge a man when he's up, you judge a man when he's down. Mm. And um, she would often say, pull up your boots, Brad. And that's how she raised me. Gloria, it wasn't easy. I didn't have a day off for the first five or six months. I was there 14 hours a day. But it was exhilarating. It was thrilling. It ended up being actually profitable. So that's what entrepreneurship is all about. Um, that's right. Now it's a day, seven days a week. <laughs> I think and, and hopefully, hopefully profitability. No, no, I like that for the entrepreneurs that are listening. It's true, right? You just have to get on with things, solve problems, and 
like your mom says, pull on your boots. You have to get to it, right? And, and yeah, and I, and I actually, Gloria, I actually found that pre-COVID, we were really struggling to have, get staff. Again, it comes down to money, unfortunately. And if mm-hmm. people are only going to pay um, X number of dollars mm-hmm. for a meal in a restaurant, we can only pay X number of dollars for our wages for the industry. Mm-hmm. During COVID, the staff that stuck it out, the ones that stayed mm-hmm. with us, one of the big takeaways is it's not really that much fun sitting at home doing nothing. I'm getting more productivity out of my staff. People are kind of, anyway, the whole- Happy to work, like happy to have something to do. Happy to work. And pre-COVID in Vancouver, people seem not to be, not happy at all to come to work. So that's been amazing for me as an employer. Mm. And so our productivity is up during covid what kind of employees do you look for? Are they bakers by trade or do you teach them how to do what you guys are doing over there, how to make the bread, how to make the pies? We've rarely hired trained bakers. It's always been very difficult here to Mm. find. We've typically hired great people that are passionate and we teach them our trade of making muffins and pies and scones. They enjoy that, being part of a community. It's very yeah. it's been hard for us to get dishwashers and managers. That's been the hard part for us. Right. Well, because all the fun's happening at that table. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's all that big, huge table. Yeah. So that, people, I, people often, again, the employer and the employee and uh, my wife and I, I, and, yeah. I know all about this. It's like, you know what? Let's just slow everything down and let's work at the pie table. Yes. Because Running the business is very difficult. I've heard that when you are going through hard times or, you know, anything emotionally, that the best way to work it out is to work in a business, <laughs> like yeah. to start a business, work in a business, just kind of focus on the different things. Be occupied. It's like, be occupied. It must yep. be like um, climbing Mount Everest or skydiving, all these things. I guess the reason we do them is to um, get our mind off of other things. I think the trick is really finding balance and having hobbies, which one day I hope to do. <laughs> have time to have, <laughs> yeah. besides driving the delivery truck. One of the moves to Tofino, I'm 50 years old now, and I do imagine yeah. that I'll be surfing and paddling, having time to do all these amazing, important things other than being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur, yeah. That's okay. You have another 50 years to learn how to do all those other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sure people ask you this, but butter or lard? <laughs> for the pie crust and and cold or room temperature. That's what I was going to ask you. (laughs) I would love to go back to lard. And we we're actually looking on Vancouver Island at some organic farms. And we want to play around with some lard for our meat pies, especially it's very hard to satisfy everybody with ingredients. And of course, people think lard is, it has a bad connotation, but we use butter. Our pastry is currently butter and vegetable shortening. We try to use as much butter as we can but the vegetable shortening and butter, we combine the two, the temperature, the cooler, the better. It's not always the cooler, easy, the better. Okay. Not always easy to achieve though. And we just work really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. What's your best selling pie? Apple, apple yep. pie. Yes. So of course you have to make ice cream because apple pie has to be with ice cream. Don't you think, or do you eat it plain? I don't eat our pie. Growing up with it, I remember my mom, my wife makes a tart tatin. I can't pronounce it properly. It's okay. a, the French pastry with the upside, a tart tatin. I remember about 10 years ago, my mom and my daughters and my wife, and my mom was at the dinner table and like, we ate the tart tatin. She, my, my mom was irate as she often is. And she said, <laughs> you eat your wife's pie, but you don't eat mine. 
growing up in the industry, I just, it was too much around me. And I've never had a sweet tooth. So I do. What? <laughs> yeah, never had a sweet tooth. So I like her. I've always, my favorite item at the bakery is the Irish soda bread. That's I was just going to ask that. Oh, and that is so good. <laughs> and so, so easy to make and such a simple recipe. I really love it. What's the best selling product? Is it pie or is it bread? Because you have just as much bread, I'd say, right? You have a lot of different kinds of bread. Uh, pie is definitely the best selling product. During COVID, our protein pies, our meat pies have just doubled and it's gone crazy. Wow. And, yes. We created a take and bake pie now. A lot of frozen products. That makes yeah. sense for people to bring home. And yeah, especially if they're taking out. Yeah. So getting back to pie and ice cream, and yes. I, my love of serving people whenever I'm working the front, and that's my favorite station. And, and I did it a lot back in the 80s. And I still do it today when I'm back in the shop, except for I don't know how to use the till. But I do talk to the customers <laughs> a lot. I would never let a customer really get away without having ice cream. So what they say is they come in. <laughs> what kind of pie? And I say, well, you should have the the raspberry rhubarb is fresh. And do you want ice cream? And they say, oh no. And I say, yeah, you really do. You, you, you have to have, I get them to, to have a seat. I say, give me 10 minutes. I take the slice of pie and I, I warm it up in the oven and we don't use the microwave. So it takes mm. a long time. Mm-hmm. And I serve it with ice cream. And at the end of the experience, they thank me. I do agree with you, Gloria, and I have eaten all of our pies and I taste them constantly <laughs> because I have to. Because you but have I, to. <laughs> but I really, um, I really agree with you. It's the, my favorite mm-hmm. plain raspberry pie, one-to-one ratio pie and vanilla ice cream. And ah, okay. Warm raspberry pie and vanilla ice cream. There's my favorite right there. Okay, I'm already thinking, you know, because over the break, we may spend a few days at Whistler. So I'm definitely stopping in to get whatever pie there is. But but the thing is, I, I can I justify a third pie, Brad, because we already get the whole lemon, buttermilk and apple. Can I justify well, you, the raspberry as well? Third what you pie? should do, Gloria, what I really, really recommend. Because your pies are huge. They're huge. Right. The, the take and bake pie that we've really been working hard on, we do it mostly in the six inch because they, they're a lot easier to bake. You don't You don't have to thaw them. You just slam them in the oven from frozen. I recommend (laughs) if you're going to Whistler, you can grab the take and bake pies. Okay. They'll they'll be fine in your car. They're frozen solid. When you get there, you can bake six inch pies and then your whole hotel room area. It it smells like you're baking the pie yourself. It's a phenomenal experience. Really fun. Okay. I might take a frozen one. I mean, you're assuming that I'm going to wait to eat it. Really? We just, honestly, we just get forks. They're like, so do you need anything else? We're like, yeah, cutlery. (laughs) And you know, I, I've spent so much time with you. I just wanted to ask like a couple more fun questions. Really? Have you ever made pies for weddings? Has someone come in and said, we need 500 pies. Oh, so much. Really? Okay. Pre COVID our wedding business was really getting really big. And of course, because of COVID, we haven't done any, any weddings for the last year. I, I kind of reminded, right. boy, oh boy, the weddings and what we do, Gloria, we're crazy. So what we do, me and my, my sister-in-law, these women come in, these bridezillas come in and they say, okay, six months <laughs> prior. And they say, we want, we want to do pies and we want a pie station and no okay. cake. And we're like, great. I mm-hmm. said, but we, I tell them what you have to do. You have to trust us. And if you're serving the pie at 8 p.m., we're going to arrive at 7.30 and the pies are going to be hot. And they're okay. like, no, we need them the day before. And we're like, well, we'll do that. But we don't like to do that. So what we do is we we bake the pies at 6 p.m. We take them straight out of the oven into my van in a, on a rack that I built. And uh-huh. we drive to Stanley Park or UBC or wherever. And we yeah. come in with hot pie. Everyone's nervous. All the wedding planners are nervous, nervous, nervous. Right. Because, that, are you going to show up? Are uh-huh. we going to show up? We always do it. It's like, 
traffic on the bridge is, can be quite scary at um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some but we've always made it but mm-hmm. boy oh boy the experience of having a wedding and having hot fresh pie and so the wedding planners were starting to you know get used to it and actually enjoying the service but that's what we like to do we like to do it fresh but it's stressful Brad, you take on a lot, honestly. The fact that you're insisting on hot, delivering hot pie as opposed to, no, you you get it the day before and that's it because I don't want to deal with the stress. That's I know, amazing. I know. I'm actually trying to change some of my ways. <laughs> <laughs> At and 50, my, good timing. Yeah. <laughs> good timing. Yeah. My last question really to a lot of people are, do you have a favorite business? I could go on and on. And really? On about my local businesses that I love. I raised my daughters in East Vancouver, and I like this restaurant called Banditas on Commercial Drive, and it's a vegetarian Mexican. You feel really good when you eat their food. It's kind of the Mm. opposite. I don't want to put Cactus Club under the bus. I find that we and Mum and Pops, like Banditas, are kind of the opposite of Cactus Club. I feel very comfortable in little Mum and Pops. People are very... If you read the reviews of Banditas, for example, they're all terrible. All the the waitresses are mean. Everybody is angry. That's my comfort zone. (laughs) I really, and I find those, I find those waitresses or waiters, they may not be good to look at and they are, but it's a a very subjective. I find them very real. And I like, you like real people, authentic. I like real, and I like real food and I find the older you get, the more your stomach stomach will search out real food because it's about how you feel as well as how it tastes. I could go on for a yeah. week about all the businesses yeah. that I support. Thank you. you. You've shared a lot. I really appreciate your time and I've loved your story. And I wish that I had been recording for the first 15 minutes when we were talking. I did tell you to do that, Gloria. You you're in yeah. grade four, I was in a play in a school called Windsor House in North Vancouver. It was called Rape of the Lock. I was the only boy in the play. I froze. I got stage fright. I'll never forget. And now I'm 50. I think I'm, get, I'm finally getting over it. I wish that you never told me you, that you were recording because I do much better when I'm not being observed. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You've done great either way. So thank you. Really, mostly, I appreciate your time and your story. And I hope everyone else does too. Okay. Bye, Gloria. Thank you. Bye. Our interview is what my opinion is of Savory Island Pie itself. Perfectly baked, golden crust, deliciously homey, comfortable, easy to enjoy, and there was lots to share. By the way, Savory Island now makes homemade ice cream too. I've tried several flavors, and what I can tell you is that there's nothing artificial in them. It tastes very real, and it reminds me of the ice cream of back in the 70s when I was growing up, which I found to be creamy and more flavorful than sweet. It's very good. I'm so grateful that I get to meet all these great people behind my favorite local businesses and learn about them too. I hope you enjoy what I do. So I want to tell you that I just joined Buy Me A Coffee. You can go there or you can go to my website, www.glowsas.com and find the tab. It's in the upper right hand corner. It's a simple way to fund me in this creative work. Or you can leave me a nice comment. I'd love that too. If you're a local business, I'll give you a shout out on the show, or we can even think about a collab. But most importantly, follow me at Glow Says on Apple or Spotify, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.